0: You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, lead analyst of Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am despondent. But I am joined, as always, by my co-host. <sighs> what you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, bro! We so we just finished recording our our normal pod, probably about what twenty min- thirty minutes max. I literally get in enough for me to edit it and post it. (laughs) Enough time for me to do all that. And dude, I I was literally in my kitchen and I'm like starting to like close up shop in my house and go go to bed. And the Hanes tweet comes through. I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) oh my gosh, because there's so many people who said that it was the Lakers. How many people over the past week? Ninety some percent. No, 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 no. not No, you will not.
0: Listen. Of all the Lakers people you know, how many people did I say I believed? I don't care about who you Believe. None of these people were real people. None of these people were real reporters. Chris Broussard is not a real reporter anymore. Freaking Jalen Rose is not a real reporter. He said the Raptors two days ago. This Ari guy is not real. This. None of these people are real. I didn't believe any of these people. My dog just came in
1: here to make sure I was okay. I'm good, bud. <laughs>
0: right,
1: oh, From Kendrick Perkins to everybody, that was oh, just...
0: Pushing narratives.
1: Man, unbelievable. But, yeah, when that happened. But then, and I'm, like, freaking out about it. And then, bam, the Woj bomb on Paul George. I mean, that's the... That's even more that surprising can... somehow. Out of nowhere, and then the details on it—that he requested it, and that Kawhi has been talking to him—that it and- was mutual between Westbrook and Paul George. Yes, uh, um, I mean, I—we're I, still probably—we're literally recording this right now. Stuff's More still stuff-
0: coming in, and <laughs> the- I mean, the backlash from this now is—I mean, this is this is honestly worst case scenario for the Mavericks, right? Like. Obviously,
1: well we're, uh, well, we're reacting to it as NBA fans right now. Here yeah. in a second, I want to I want to flip the switch and react from a Mavs fan perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like because- you guys can clown me all you
0: want for the Lakers. Like this is worst case scenario for the Lakers too. But this is bad for them like this is bad for both sides uh, of my my fandom right now. Man, this is okay. So obviously, Kawhi is going to the Clippers. That's crazy. Paul George is going to the Clippers. The the Clippers traded the Thunder five first round picks. One of them protected. Four of them unprotected. And two pick swaps, so they own their
1: draft for the for literally seven years. So both LA teams have no drafts for the next seven years.
0: Yes, uh, the Lakers have like every other pick. I feel like
1: they still have. Oh, to, they have pick swaps and crap too, though.
0: Yeah, but they at least have picks. Um, but I guess the Clippers will too. I don't even know how the Clippers do this. I mean, that's literally all the picks you can trade. <laughs> they could do. They could have done like one more pick swap. I think that's it. They also send yeah. out SGA. So. RIP SGA you're going to go play with with Russell Westbrook now. <laughs> and then Danilo Gallinari gets traded to the Thunder, who we thought maybe could be a guy that comes to if the if this scenario came up, we thought that maybe Gallo could be a guy to come to the Mavericks and now obviously that's not happening. Uh but man, this so for the Clippers, this is incredible. I mean, this is a this is a win now move which the Clippers should absolutely make because when are they in a position to win now ever? <laughs> right? Like their whole their whole existence. They've they've had Lob City that was like, eh, if things break the right way, maybe they can make it there. But if if you can grab two both of these guys are better than anybody that was ever on Lob City. I mean, I think Paul George is a better basketball player than Chris Paul ever was.
1: Yeah, yes. That yeah, that's arguable. Especially this
0: um, especially this day and age of of the NBA.
1: Yeah, I mean oh my gosh. We got to see all the detail. I mean, as stands, Clippers are the favorite of the West right now, in my opinion. Absolutely, yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, absolutely insane. And you got to view it this way. A lot of people's going to throw a fit about the 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 package that went out for Paul George and how it was. It's it's insane. It's worse than Anthony Davis package and all that stuff. You don't view it like that. You view it that you gave that package up for both of those guys. That you traded that yeah. package for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because. All indication Kawhi's not going to come there, um, and yeah. Woj just said he's signing the four-year max for wow. uh, with the Clippers. But that you know, Kawhi, So so that package for Kawhi and Danny. I mean, not Danny. Oh God, and for Paul George. I mean, you do. It's a crazy and time, but you got to do it. They've been saying that Kawhi wasn't going to go to the
0: Clippers unless there's a second star there. Um, and he got the second star, and so technically, like as said, yes, you're trading for both of them. So you're giving up all those draft picks for both, <laughs> which is, yeah.
1: I mean, just, just and uh, crazy. and the Clippers in that they still get to keep Montrezl Harrell, Patrick Beverly, Lou, Lou Williams, Williams uh, Landry Shamit, uh, Shamit, Jerome Robinson, who's who was a first rounder last year, lottery pick last year, um, and now they become now it's a bidding war for these other guys. Can Boogie go there now? Yeah, if you're a Can minimum it, guy out there right now, if you're like, okay, well,
0: I want to go to a title contender, you pick the Clippers over the Lakers right now.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's either way at that point. If you're a minimum guy, it's just a matter. If I you're mean, a ti- if you're a ring chaser, yeah, but I mean, the Lakers get Danny Green in this, and they're so I mean, they're going to be good too. Danny Green fits them perfectly. So
0: no, I don't think they make the playoffs. That's how terrible <laughs> I feel right now. About this, uh, but I did, yeah, from... I I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine the Clippers winning a title.
1: I would love. Um, shout out to Doc Rivers, Jerry West, Jer- the logo. La- they don't Lawrence call him the logo Frank. for nothing. Frank, uh, there's so many things that yeah, I mean, um, just unbelievable. But I mean, possibly the most gut wrenching. The most gut-wrenching fan base right now is freaking Oklahoma City. Yeah. Holy well, crap, Well, you can, you can
0: spin this. Man, there's so many ways you could spin this if you're them. You can spin this for for Oklahoma City and say, well, we got all these assets. We got a, we got a record-setting number of draft picks and deals. But guess what? They're going to take all those assets, and they're going to turn them into what? Another superstar that's going to leave in a year or two? I mean, they have now let go of Kevin Durant, James Harden and Paul George. Are those like three of the 10 best players in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they kept the worst one of them all Russell Westbrook.
1: And just, I mean the relationships between them and man, I I mean, literally I have uh, one friend that is a diehard Thunder fan. He defends Russell Westbrook to his grave and I bash him all the time to him. I literally just got a text from him and said, what just happened? And I'm like, bro, your life's done. (laughs) I mean, what happens for Russell Westbrook at this point? I think this is the Mavericks angle at this point. How can Dallas get involved in any of this? Is there any type of fallout? What is Oklahoma City's plan right now? Is them punting on Paul George? And I mean, there's no way that they're going to be better. I mean, then I mean, I guess they could, but like, I mean, you you did that to pair Westbrook and Paul George. Does this make them try to get off Steven Adams anymore? Does Gallinari? Do they try to do anything with that? What what is their plan right now for these assets? Sam Presti moving in the shadows again. I mean, this came out of nowhere. When and they traded for Paul George before, it was nowhere. Now this out of nowhere. And
0: it says that he requested a trade. That Paul George requested the trade. And I mean, talk about the complete opposite of what happened with Anthony Davis and a lot of people blame clutch and stuff like that, but it comes from the front office too. Like sometimes front offices leak this stuff, um, like a trade, like a trade demand. And, uh, apparently it didn't come out of Oklahoma city at all. Like this is, I mean, this just came out of nowhere. Who thought that the thunder would trade Paul George?
1: Out of, I mean, I literally, I was joking with, I, I was joking with Nick before this. I mean, when the Woj thing dropped, it wasn't. I was already on Twitter, so it just popped up. I had, I clicked on Woj's name. I clicked on Woj's name just to make sure he, was, it was a verified account. <laughs> just to make sure it was real that I just read that right. And, I mean, it's just the balance of power in the West now. I mean, now this is another team. And however, does it knock the Thunder out? 'Cause last time we saw
0: Westbrook just by himself, I mean, it, it turned into just Westbrook doing his th- like forty percent usage. I mean I think the I think the Mavericks are now just as good as the Thunder.
1: <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, I mean, I mean Gallo it, is I'm really so-
0: good. Let me let me pull that back. Gallo is really good.
1: Well was just tweeted out Leonard and George met in LA earlier in the week. Clippers are long been front rows for Leonard, but it's unlikely they've made a <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, you can't blame – I mean, yeah, so what What? Oklahoma City does with these picks and assets and stuff, now they're re- reloading. You know, what – do they literally entertain offers for Russell Westbrook? Could you, do you get become, some? Do you
0: become rebuilding team now, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know – can they just do it and move back to Seattle? Right? Because like, if you... Okay, so the thing with Russell Westbrook that I've always said, you can't trade Russell, Russell Westbrook. He is the franchise. However, if you trade him, who are you going to make mad? Thunder fans? All right, move back to Seattle. Make the Sonics fans happy that you have a team again. That's what they should do. Oh, this is... I mean, this this is just wild. It is... It came out of nowhere... Kawhi Leonard is now a clipper, which is just weird. He gets the best of both worlds, honestly. He gets the the title contending team that he wanted, and he gets to live in Southern California. So now we know two things that he wanted. (laughs) We knew he wanted to still contend for titles and win, and we knew that he wanted – and now we know that he wanted to be in Southern California, which is – wow. Wow, wow, (sighs) wow.
1: Yeah, I mean it's unreal. I mean when you go through, um, you you go through the teams right now in the in the Western Conference, and like you said, of who drops out and where does Dallas fall into that? I mean now all of a sudden you look at the West and you got Utah that made a super big leap. You have the Clippers, you have the Lakers, Portland, Denver, Golden State still there getting Russell, um, San Antonio getting Dejounte Murray and those guys back like. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I think Oklahoma City definitely takes a step back, but Dallas has their work cut out for them if they're going to make a playoff push. And it everything is going to, and we're going to talk about this more in the coming weeks and stuff. But so much is going to hinge on that duo of KP and Luca, and you can't. I mean, I know that is an obvious thing to say, but they are one of one of the best young duos in the league, and just how good they are, we'll we'll see how much they can carry them uh, next season. But Can we? You want to flip the switch to Dallas now?
0: Yeah, we might as well take a break. Uh, I don't know what breaks count on emergency pods, but we might as well get paid for it. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's discuss what this means for the Dallas Mavericks. All right, Isaac. So I mentioned before, I think this is worst case scenario for the Magic or for the Magic for the Mavericks. Um, Another playoff lock in the Clippers. Uh, It does weaken the Thunder, however. You get a little bit you get some more depth with the two guys instead of one. Uh they have all those those draft assets. They could flip those again. I mean, they could try another trade if they want to just keep contending now. I don't know why they would, but uh they're at least right there with you know all the the playoff contending teams. So it adds another playoff contending team. Danny Green, who we haven't mentioned, um, decided that he's gonna go to the Lakers. So that takes that off the board for the Mavericks. Uh everyone everyone on Twitter, like all the curmudgeon mavs people that cover the maps on Twitter are just going to just completely destroy the Mavericks for this off season. And I think we're of the most optimistic Mavs fans <laughs> or Mavs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, media people. And, uh, yeah, this is a disappointment. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I would say failure, but they, they failed in a sense, you know, like they still did get Porzingis. However, they, they had this one shot to get some free agents and we don't know how the rest of this will turn out, but, uh, Man, good. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> not a, All good, right. not a my, good look.
1: My excitement at the beginning of this podcast for Kawhi not going to the Lakers. Uh, now I'm going to subdue that and go into my Mavs mode. This sucks. Yeah, it does <laughs> uh, this sucked that, that we're not going to get Danny Green. Uh, I would assume that we're not going to get Marcus Morris either. Uh, uh, now that Danny Green uh, has chosen the Lakers, they still have what sixteen, seventeen million dollars in their Eighteen.
0: Okay, eighteen they million. 30, in, they had
1: thirty-two million in, in in uh in cap space, and to go out spending, you, you can assume Marcus Morris is gonna be one of those guys, and some guards and stuff too. And um, oh, da, da, da. Well, I was just doing another tweet about how he did not want to construct a super team in the Lakers. Thank you, Kawhi. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean now it's it kind of goes back to well, who wants to play with who and these the guys left on the market you know we're getting a lot of tweets right now saying hey what's you know what's next what does Dallas do next and we joke we do this about every night Nick and I do go through the names that are still left on the market and say what can Dallas do and Danny Green off the board now if Marcus Morris goes to the Lakers, I think uh, one Andre Iguodala has to be a priority right now. <laughs> I feel like you have to go get him um, if if I'm Dallas and try to do the Courtney Lee, you know, couple second round picks. Uh, outside of that, I think the biggest question mark right now is can Dallas get involved in any of this aftermath? Can Dallas get involved with anything with Oklahoma City at the moment? They what have the most look- cap space in the NBA right now. Oklahoma City? No, no, no. I'm saying the Mavericks. We're talking about the Mavericks. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, how can Dallas get involved with that? Will they? Could they try to get involved with Stephen? Ad- what is Oklahoma City's goal right now? We just don't know. From Stephen Adams to Roberson to we we floated Dennis Schroeder stuff out before. You know, are any of these type of things? Is Oklahoma City going bigger or to try to do anything with Russ around the league? I wouldn't expect Dallas to beat oh, anything like
0: that oh <laughs> oh
1: Dirk no <laughs> um but oh, you man. know it's just I think that that's one thing right now what's the after- aftermath of that look like right now but um but yeah I mean it's if you want I do want to touch on Danny Green real quick I don't want I don't mean to be this guy but you can't blame him he got 15 screw million Screw Harrison Sanford <laughs> screw him we 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 have been very adamant on this podcast of saying I've been very clear that Danny Green is going to get fifteen to seventeen million dollars a year. I was very confident in that, whether it was the Lakers or Mavericks, and I don't think it was as big of a of a money thing of them taking like I'm I. Don't, I think Dallas's offer was around that same thing. That's just me guessing. I, I would assume that because they want they would they probably knew that they had to offer a little bit more to get the, get him to consider that over the Lakers or somebody. And I mean, Lakers getting him you know, fifteen million a year, and now he's just choosing at that point between Lakers and Dallas. I don't, you, and you can't blame him. He's going to LA. He's going to compete for a title with those guys.
0: And you have to think about it in the way that it came about. I mean, there's so many cause and effect situations. If Kawhi had decided to go to the Lakers. Then Danny Green is probably a maverick, right? Like it just—it's yeah. that. And then we're talking about this off season is completely different. But if you're a front office and you you put a risk on a guy making a decision like that, uh, and maybe they didn't know it would come down to this, they probably should have known it was going to come down to this, uh, and they didn't have any other backup plans, or this was their backup plan because they had other
1: plans that we didn't even hear about, which is totally possible. Yes. Um, and if we knew the scenarios in which Danny Green yeah, was probably going to end up in Dallas, they knew it too. Like that's that's the thing where I I mean, I take up for this front office, you know, a ton. But if you got it if you're going to try to blame somebody, it's more of the Mavs than the than Danny Green because the Mavs chose to hang in there. The Mavs chose for him to be a top target and to not use their money elsewhere. They wanted to keep the money open to get Danny Green, knowing that Danny was very open. Danny was on a podcast, literally telling Two people, ever, the whole world, what his mind was. So you know if he's telling the podcast, then he's telling the teams interested. They knew that he was waiting out on Kawhi, on the Toronto decision, the Laker decision, all this stuff. In a perfect world, that happens in the first action hours of free agency and then Dallas has their options open and pursuing other guys but they chose to wait it out to wait out Danny Green and they obviously were left with the short end of the stick and we see what you know what happened and now they're they're the team out of all of this the Lakers yeah they're they're upset but they still got Anthony Davis and LeBron and they have Danny Green and they're the Lakers they're going to get some other guys too so Dallas is the one out of those three teams Toronto's going to make the playoffs again next year Probably, and that's, yeah. but, but that's another team too. Of that, it's the aftermath trade wise that a lot, I mean, I feel like all of Twitter right now, notification I'm getting is what does Dallas do next? And, well, everyone's saying, uh, what does OKC do next? That's the big talk right now. <laughs> well, I, I think it, it, it's just, a, it's about that. And it's it, Dallas, how, what is the aftermath of Oklahoma City and Toronto? I mean, we just assume Toronto's going to run it back with the guys they have, but now all of a sudden they have expiring contracts of Kyle Lowry, Mark Gasol, him opting in, Serge Ibaka. They have these these vets, and I mean, I think if I'm them, I'd, I'd probably just run it back and try to put OG in that Kawhi role. But that's we have to see what those teams are going to do, because then some other guys can come open. And I think right now a trade is the, is your best route. I mean do we want to go through some of these names that are still left on the free agent market? Donovan, Donovan Mitchell just tweeted. That wasn't an earthquake. That was whoa. <laughs> I mean, boogie cousins is still on the market. We, we know that. Um, I mean, this is going to get really depressing really quick, but Jabari Parker, um, the Delon, right. Thing is, I guess still a thing. Delon Wright thinks still think but I think the only way you're going to have even a shot is if you overpay and we joked about it on, on the pod right before this uh, that's a little bit outdated now but I mean if if you offer what what is too much for Memphis to match and are you willing to go there is 15 a year too much for Delon Wright I mean I think that might be pushing it at that point but it might make Memphis think about it and but I mean the rest of the names on the list are some of the that are still out there in free agency I mean, a lot of these guys are still just our vets that will probably take a little bit less to go to a Clippers or Lakers team. And I, I think, I'm think i curious to see if Dallas will shift their focus at some point. If they go out and get Andre Iguodala, then that means they still want to push forward for like a playoff type of spot. If they try to take advantage of another veteran or something to really push for it, or do they take the money and try to Spread it out to two or three young flyer type of guys, and to where then at that point you know it's more of well we're just gonna kind of punt on the season and try to see if we can you know hit lightning with some with a a second chance for some of these guys a Stanley Johnson a Dragon Bender uh you know you insert young guy that is just waiting for another shot somewhere and but I mean I don't (laughs) the other names left in free agency there I mean it, it starts dwindling down because. Guys like Vince Carr, Jamal Crawford, like these guys are going to go to contenders, and it's not. I mean, and you probably don't want a Jamal Crawford on this Mavs team because it just kind of doesn't fit at that point. I think one guy that some people have already tweeted us about that you have to wonder about at this point is: do they make does Does Dallas make any type of move or big offer sheet at Kelly Oubre Jr. right now?
0: No, we. <laughs> We mentioned his name off the pot. He is not a Carlisle guy. I just, yeah, I just can't I, imagine I just, that working out very well.
1: I don't see it. I mean, he is 23 years old, a 6'7, 23 year old wing. So, I mean, that in a sense, I would get, but I don't know. I mean, Phoenix looks like, I mean, they still hold his restricted rights. They're, you know, waiting to come to terms on a deal. Why that hasn't happened yet, I don't know. But I would expect him to be back in, in Phoenix. I just, I don't know. I mean, could this make Dallas uh, do a complete 180 on something? I'm not for sure. I'm just, I'm not positive that that is a route that Dallas would go, but I could be wrong. I mean, y'all, we could be reading something tomorrow about it. So, but after those names, it, it's very um, dark and gloomy in the free agent market. And that's why you, I mean, if Dallas wants to try to contend, it, it's probably going to be more towards a trade route.
0: Yes, and you have to to wait a little bit to be able to do that. And odds are they won't be able to do it till trade deadline or the off season, the next off season. And that's and to me, at this point for the Mavericks, you just have to subvert your expectations. You have to whatever you expected, maybe knock it down a little bit, uh, because they're probably not going to get two starters like we thought they could get in free agency. Um, and, man, I, I, would like to, yeah. I would like to hear the names that people would say of the, the guys that they could have gotten, right? Like you can say, oh, they should have gotten Kavon Looney for $5 million. Kavon Looney obviously took a less lesser deal to stay in Golden State because apparently he really liked it, right? Yeah. Danny Green, they couldn't get Danny Green because of how the Kawhi decision ended up, and that was not necessarily their fault. The Danny Green specifically is not their fault, but then to that be your only plan <laughs> you know, now is uh, – not great. It <laughs> doesn't look great. I mean, just start naming yeah. names. Like, what are some of these guys that we thought the Mavericks could get? You start looking at, like, J.J. Redick. Uh, he took a pretty big deal to go to the Pelicans. Uh, maybe he specifically want to go. He's, he's a guy that picks, like, very specifically where he wants to go, <laughs> where he wants to live, like, in what city. Uh, maybe he just wanted to live in New Orleans. I mean, just start going down the list of guys and say, who could they have gotten?
1: Um, and, yeah, I mean, the front office, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and let's just be clear. Yeah, from hindsight, right now, it's it sucks and it it, it looks bad because you are talking about Dallas going into it with a, a ton of cap space, and now coming in, you know, our expectations with we're not the big guys. You know, yeah, Kemba's and all these guys of the world. It feels like Kevin Durant decided on the Nets two years ago at this point. But we didn't really expect one of those big guys. But, yeah, it's like you said a little bit ago. We wanted Dallas to come out of this offseason with at least one, maybe two starter guys. And, listen, could they figure out some type of path to get somebody? Could they call up Miami and convince them to get Dragic? We don't know. But – I get all the frustrations and people being mad right now, and and I know the I know the front office they're ready for that too, and I'm curious just like all of you to see how uh, you know how Donnie and them answer the questions on how this off went and um, how the different avenues that they had prepped for and how different targets that they wanted, and I don't I I have my I have my frustrations with how a lot of things went, but I think there's a lot of things that they were notified beforehand. Like I don't have the biggest issue about the Patrick Beverly thing, and the conversation or pitch not happening to him right after free agency because he took less if that to come back. Yeah, if that didn't happen, then I'm pretty confident that they knew that he was going back to the Clippers at that point. And if they have already like per, you know communicated that to Dallas that hey he's not gonna you know he's gonna go back to the, you know the Clips at that point, then then all of a sudden then you don't have to. So I mean. <laughs> It's not a – it's very frustrating right now, uh, 100%, and I get all of it.
0: However, I'm, I'm going to try to spin this uh, after – let's take another break, and when we come back, I'm going to try to spin this because I think that maybe we should hold off on our front office um, criticism for a little while, and I'll do that after the break. All right, Isaac. So I want to push back on some of the front office, the Mavericks front office criticism. Didn't we just get done saying how genius they were for taking advantage of the Knicks and getting Porzingis, for you know, for fleecing the Hawks and getting Luka Doncic, the best player in the draft, for drafting Jalen Brunson, for drafting these un- for getting these undrafted guys, the sixty-first picks and, you know, guys that could actually be helpful in Maxi Kleba and Dorian Vinnie Smith and, you know, Seth Curry then, and then bringing him back. And now we just, we just talked about how well this front office did for about what I 12 months, 12 months. They had an awesome, an awesome way to, to turn this whole franchise around. Like 16 months ago, weren't we talking about Dennis Smith jr. And like, okay, who do they pair him with Mo Bamba? And then what was what the team? <laughs> what is that team? Yeah. We saw Mo Bamba Dennis Smith jr. Destroy guys in China on a, a pickup court uh, but they're not doing that in the NBA. And we just were celebrating how successful his front office had been over the last you know two, year or so getting Luca, getting Porzingis and then uh in doing other successful things, little successful things as well, like undrafted guys getting Brunson. And I don't think we should just kill them for this one off, not even an off season, just this one. And they kept Porzingis too. We have to, we have to mention that they yeah. got him to that five-year deal. Um I don't want to kill them just for and say that oh we need to talk about moving on from the front office. We need to talk about, you know, Donnie Nelson is a failure. Like they just they just no. did that 12-month complete turnaround of this franchise. You're not even in this position if they don't do all those moves. So, for everyone wanting to complain today and I completely understand why you'd want to because you know, it seems like you were promised two starters and you didn't even get one starter pretty much. Um Man uh, they've they have they have built enough i think they have done enough to garner some benefit of the doubt that they did what they should have done right like i'm not here i'm not here to hear that they didn't know when when free agency started that they didn't know that i'm not here no, to listen no, to people dumb. say that you know oh they were going to dinner during the beginning of free agency because they expected it to be slow like this is their jobs and we just got done saying how good of a job they did for a whole year <laughs> all these different moves they made to get Two bonafide superstars. Luka Doncic, who we expect to be an MVP someday. Chris Porzingis, who's already been an all-star. They got those two guys. They didn't have them, you know, 13 months ago. <laughs> and now they now they do have them. I'm not here for all the front office complaining. And you'll see it all over the place, and I'm sure you want to do it. But this was not... Yeah. This, was a, this was a small failure compared to the big, massive
1: wins that they just did. Exactly. We... <clears throat> I can't sit can't here and say that the summer in which they locked down and that they maxed out a Kristaps Porzingis to pair with Luka Doncic for the next decade, the summer that they did that, I can't sit here and say that it was a massive failure of a summer in the same summer that they did that. And I don't, I'm not here to hear all the, hey, i get good there who's supposed to because he was restricted and all this stuff. Guys, restricted free agents don't work out. A, I mean, a ton Most of the, the time. time. Like, I mean, you saw, we saw it firsthand with Nerlens Noel who took the qualifying offer and said bounced after a year. And sometimes they turn the- into Ennis Cantor who gets a huge
0: offer sheet from, from Portland, ends up going back to the Thunder and he's like completely way overpaid, right? Like that's sometimes how it works.
1: Yes. Now, I'm not trying to say you're you you can not be frustrated and all that stuff. It this ultimately just builds down it, it it boils down to how you want to view life and if you're a positive person or a negative person. I honestly think it does move down to that because there is one side of me. There, I have two people on both my sh- on, on each shoulder right now. Because the moment we made the trade for Christoph's Porzingis, this front office was, I mean, praised by everybody, every national podcast, every national media, like holy crap, they just fleeced the Knicks, they got Chris. Stops Brazingis. This is insane. We literally talked about it on yesterday's podcast, and or the last podcast before this. It's insane that they pulled <laughs> that off. Today's and other podcast, guys. The the scouting department that our that the Mavericks have from Tony Ronzoni to Donnie Nelson. These guys are, I mean, they are so highly respected across across the league. And this isn't <laughs> people when when people say that the, this front office was unprepared. I I don't even know how to even rightly um respond to that in a in a in a nice loving manner and that it's not I don't argue on Twitter, so I can't do did that. Did they get but, caught off guard? Probably. I think could they have, I think the Lakers got caught off guard
0: for sure. <laughs> I think the Clippers got caught off guard that they weren't gonna get another superstar to pair with Kawhi until they did until they got I mean, even for the Clippers, like they had to this was gonna be a complete failure of an offseason for them. If Paul George hadn't been disgruntled, if what Russell Westbrook hadn't been the player that he was, like so many things had to be set in stone or had to, had to happen in order for this to work out perfectly for the Clippers. It's crazy. You,
1: you can never predict the unpredictable. I mean, you just can't do it. You can't predict everything to happen. I mean, even going down to the Danny Green thing to where right now the Clippers, the Clippers are literally um, – Okay, how could how could anyone predict a Paul George thing? Because the Clippers are Paul George, <laughs> Kevin massive probably trade. Could. <laughs> Well, the Clippers are a <laughs> massive trade away from da- away from Kawhi picking the Lakers, possibly, yes. and Danny Green being a Dallas Maverick, yes. and then Dallas walking away with Danny Green and somebody else, and, and the Mavs saying, well, Danny Green is our number one guy, this is who we we're yeah. going for, and bam, you're walking out, and we're all super happy, but one crazy trade in Paul George just changed everything, so like, you can never predict everything to happen, now, it Could you have went out on day one and paid Jeremy Lamb $20 million and then we're walking away with something and everybody's saying, well, at least we got Jeremy Lamb. And then some people are super excited saying, we got somebody, while another side of the fan base is super pissed because why do we pay Jeremy Lamb $20 million? So it is a give and take. I just, am I I disappointed? Am I frustrated? Did I want more? Of this offseason, did I want a little bit more? Did I want, was I greedy with it and said, man, yeah, I wanted more. We had money to spend. I wanted more players to surround these guys. Absolutely. Am I disappointed and and mad about that? Absolutely. But I can't say it was a complete failure of an offseason in which we got Kristaps freaking Porzingis. Like, I just can't, I can't get on board with that this is a complete and utter failure and everything like that. Come on. We got Porzingis and and Kristaps and and Luca moving forward. And and once you got Porzingis, yes, the goals and what you wanted uh, sucked. I mean, or what you – what? Contavious cobo Pope, two-year, $16 million deal. I'm just (laughs) – To where? Lakers. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) Chris Carter. All the information that leaked from Magic's conversation with Kawhi – team didn't oh. help the Lakers case
0: put him on blast wow that's his source
1: yeah but I mean we don't really trust Chris Carter right um I don't know I don't know who trusts I'm I'm just saying I think uh, I think some of uh, I think the frustration I get all of that from Mavs fans and I think they're going they're voicing it on Twitter and do you like this is this is what fandom is about like your expect fans set expectations of what's supposed to happen I think one of the I think one of the, the more fun things to do in this scenario is the fans that complain about everything and, and 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 all of it say or right, what did you want because. Yeah. If they weren't going to get a top guy, that means you have to pay $20 million for Jamie Lamb and I just keep on using him, but that's just the case. Would you rather overpay and pay 21 a year to Julius Randle or would you or would you put all your eggs in a basket for Danny Green? I don't know what is right and what is wrong. I just know that there are a couple things away like we don't know all the different paths that could have happened and it's <sighs> anyway. Did did the
0: Mavericks fail at free agency? Yes. Yes, we're not here to tr- try and... At
1: unrestricted free agency, yes. Did they did they <laughs> fail at adding pieces around KP and Luca? Yes, yes, they did.
0: Yes, we... But
1: did they fail at a summer of acquisitions and a summer of what your goal should be? No, they didn't.
0: Yeah, we're not here to completely spit everything and say that, oh, free agency, it, you know, it worked out. No, it did not. We're not here to say that. We're also here not to just completely forget and have recency bias and forget the last 12
1: months. Yes, there is a there is there is an in between like that. That's what that there is an in between that you can land on that I feel like a lot of us can land on without saying, hey, this is an utter failure. The worst. They should clean out the front office and all this different stuff. There are a lot of people in that camp right now on Twitter, and to each their own we're also not on the far other side of saying, this is a complete success. Like everything worked out. We got, you know, all this stuff. There is an in-between that you're frustrated. You're disappointed. You wanted more. And I get that, but it's not an utter failure either. There is an in-between. There's a middle ground. And I think once you see Luca and Porzingis on the floor together, I think Mavs fans will still be coming to that building. And I think everybody complaining on Twitter is going to be still watching and being pretty excited about this duo for the next decade. So, yeah.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Anybody We still gets, have to say anybody who gets excited about Porzingis during the season. I just I want to just be snarky and just say what I thought the front office failed, right? Like you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you just can't have it both ways. Can't be like this front office also, this is another thing I've been saying to Isaac. You can't also on one hand complain about the coach, you know, we we've mentioned several times even on this podcast that oh, that guy's not a Carlisle guy. So he wouldn't come to the Mavericks, right? Like you can't complain about the coach, you can't complain about the owner, you can't complain about the the roster and be like, oh well, they're bringing back all the same players from a 33 win team. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna be good, blah blah blah. You can't complain about all those things and the situation, and 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 then also say, well, why didn't they get free agents, right? <laughs> you just yeah. can't do both things. You can't complain about literally everything But people do, and you know.
1: That's it's like you saying that the restaurant in town, you're like, man, their food sucks. Why is this restaurant suck? Man, I hate this restaurant. And then you going in there and the food sucks. And you're like, or it goes out of business. You're what like, is this food I wanted sucks. to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh, you, you have to pick Anyway, I'm, I am very disappointed on how this night I really wanted Danny Green. And I thought, um, Tar Heel bias aside, he would have been a perfect fit in Dallas, but Unfortunately, we lose him out to you know, to the Lakers, and it, it sucks. It sucks because the free agent uh, pool is, is dried up right now. But uh, we got to see. We got to see what, what Dallas, if they have anything up their sleeve. I think another uh, thing that would get me more frustrated is if they – don't use their cap space because there is a unique window right now yeah. that they have Porzingis's cap hold, they have this space. If they don't use the space and they just use Porzingis's money and everything into that cap, you're kind of losing this opportunity. So at this point, I want them to go out and spend the money. I still want them to go out and absorb a contract or go out and take in Iguodala's 17 million or get, you know, I don't know, sign, sign somebody to a 2-year $10 million deal, you know, $20 million deal where it's 10 each year. Something to where you spend the money to when then you have these assets and you know contracts to put together in a bigger trade you know later on or something but I definitely want them to spend the money and but we just got to see how they're going to spend that money
0: yep <laughs> we still get to see Porzingis and Luca play basketball together and that's what I'm excited about
1: Yes, we're still going to be counting down until day one. You can be frustrated, you can be disappointed, and still count down to day one of of this season, and it's still going to be fun either way, these two guys. But
0: also remember that we were the ones that were excited about this still, right? (laughs) We were the ones.
1: Yes. It might seem like the only
0: ones tomorrow or tonight, even when you're still up, but...
1: I mean, I, I know. I mean, we're already like, I already have you know tweets and mentions saying, "Hey, yeah. you better go hard on them, yes. or you know, don't don't let up, and you know all this stuff." My, like, I, I get. It. I'm, I'm mad. I, I, I. But this, you got also remember too. This is how I approach my life. Like this is a, this is a bigger uh, like how I ingrain, When life sucks for me, like in not basketball, not sports, or anything, I try to find the positives in life. This is just how I'm, how my DNA is. This is how I roll in life. Uh, This is how I lead my family and all this different stuff. So I, this is what I do. I try to find the positives and things. I'm not oblivious to it. I get it. I'm mad and frustrated just like you are, but I think, but we also bring a different, positivity there are uh, for every one of you that tweets at us and says oh my gosh you're biased or i hate <laughs> like i hate you're not hating on the front office like we are Fine. for every one of you there's another person that's tweeting at us saying man thanks for the positivity because everybody else is down right now and we want to see it like you know it's it's you know cool to see how we can you know progress from this too so hang in there mass fans you feel a lot of crap right now and you're really frustrated but, but hey. hang
0: in there at least you're not Lakers fans,
1: <laughs> like you, not. like me, or Thunder fans. <laughs> Thunder fans are—it's uh, tough right now.
0: Or Sonics <laughs> fans—they got their team taken away from them. Let's let's never forget that their team got taken away from them.
1: <laughs> All right, I don't have anything else now. I have that so many more make...
0: things, but we should probably end the the emergency bot so I can get it out before people go to work.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> or whatever they actually—what is it? Saturday? <laughs> Never mind. Some people work. I bet a lot of people listen to work on Saturdays. Shout out to you guys if you're working today.
1: Shout out to the Nets and the Clippers being the younger brother. Yes. And and having the biggest two off seasons uh, of the season. And the battle for Los Angeles is going to be insane right now. And I'm fully on board of the Clippers beating the crap out of the Lakers.
0: Why you got to do that at the end? I thought we ended on a positive note.
1: You honestly thought Frank Frank Vogel was going to convince them to come instead over Doc?
0: Frank Vogel and his his Vogel ones. What did you call those shoes he was wearing?
1: The Vogel ones. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh gosh,
1: I can't wait for the tweets that's going to come after this pod and be like, "Oh my gosh, you're homers!" Blah blah. blah when we literally said that this is disappointing and it's a failure of free agency yes. at all. They failed at free agency.
0: We're going to say that over and over again. <laughs>
1: But you can still also view it as a you know a positive summer. I
0: just saw somebody tweet: If one more person tells me we got we got KP and Luca, then I'm gonna blow my top or something. Uh, it's still true, right? We hey still guys, we got KP and Luca. Hey, we still haven't <laughs> seen them play. Gosh, I can't.
1: All right. There are plenty of different pathways that this summer could have been much worse. Porzingis could have taken
0: the qualifying offer.
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, it would have been very difficult me to, for me to find a, a positive. positive pathway if Porzingis is setting on a qualifying offer right now, and we still struck out in free agency. Oof, that would have been bad. <laughs> yes. So I'm glad he took the max contract. Hey, he, and at least they yeah. didn't have a trade to acquire Luca's
0: friend from Slovenia, and then they decided to turn it down because they preferred to get Kelly
1: Olynyk. At least they didn't do that. Oh dear God! If you think we're homers, listen to that podcast after that happened. I was so pissed that they were about to get Kelly Olynyk. I didn't get it at all. <laughs> like that made no sense to me one bit. Yes,
0: I, I'm still, I would. That scared me more than anything for for Mavericks people and for us. Um, that they watch him
1: trade for Kelly Olynyk tomorrow.
0: No, don't say that. And I want you to speak <laughs> speak that into existence. Ugh, I couldn't even like <laughs> say those words. All right. That's it. End of the end of emergency pod. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. They still have KP and Luca. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Peace out. Boom.